Ah, there it is. As we forgot since last Friday, anybody who hadn't heard, that was Miggy. On Sunday, as predicted here, uh, he was going to go. He's got 500. He actually added to that in uh, St. Louis. But, yes, this is Friday night. It is 7 o'clock, 7.07 to be precise on this Friday, August 27th. The Darren McCarty Show. I am four-time Stanley Cup champion. The Darren McCarty joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Sean Belegian. I got Eric Dorch, who slaved to the grind, I guess. We'll get into it later, but he's on overnights and everything, and man, you should have. I actually I'm I can't bust your chops, bro, because like a great producer, not a good producer, <laughs> a great producer, Sean. I had a salad because obviously shout out to Pain Free Life, my boy Jeff Morton and his staff because I had my first singles wrestling match last night. Props to the IWR and Rhino and uh, sorry, uh, Chinstrap Jesus or Jockstrap Cletus as I call him. Um, he got whooped and the best was this, the 10 year old and the two uh, little girls, the seven, eight year olds that gave him a whooping worse than I did. So uh, we had a lot of fun, but it's good to be here. Miggy, Miggy got that 500. Uh, I think he's 40. What is he? I, I'm. What is he up to date? Forty three away, forty two away hits from three thousand. So let's start there, Shawnee. Um, for the week, what did you think of that? I was happy for him. He said it himself that man. I'm glad it's done now. I can just play baseball and it seemed like in the, the St. Louis series. Uh, that's what he's doing. He's seeing it, hitting it, and it's just a matter of if he gets hot or not. Yeah, and, and you know what, Mac, he knew it right away, and it went to right center field. Uh, we were talking about that last week. You knew it right away off the crack of the bat. It was, uh, you know, I don't know how it was at your house. I mean, literally, it was a situation at my house where it was like somebody would yell out, usually, Dad, Miggy's up, and everybody would kind of stop what they're doing and walk out into the front room to see what was going on, and uh, that was a no-doubter, and... Uh, the Leaf fans were so classy, uh, though the way that they responded. Mac the and, uh, and twenty-eight guys. Did you say the Leaf? Did fans? I say Leaf fans? The Leaf fans. Shame on me. You yeah, sure that wasn't a Habs man that said that? Those Leaf <laughs> fans—they show a lot of class. The class to them. The, the Jays fans. That—that's a great place to see a ball game. By the way, I—I've heard some people dog it. I like it a lot, Mac. And you know what? It's an ambiance place. You got to take the whole thing in around the stadium and the outdoor vendors. It's I, I very underrated place to see a game. I'm serious. No, it, it absolutely is. Uh, it's one of those places where they have the hotel and the windows. You can have it. Um, I got distracted because there's a lot of things going on in Detroit tonight. Obviously, uh, the Tigers are home. Playing the Jays, uh, we got the final preseason game for the Lions. We're going to touch on that in the second segment as I watch Tim Boyle almost get ripped in half uh, by the defense. So uh, a lot of interesting things to there. But um, were you? did you watch it on TV, Sean? Because I was fortunate that I was driving to a barbecue and I'd pulled off to the side. I'd pulled off to a rest station um, and – just because I was sitting there when he was up and I had a feeling. And to listen to Dan Dickerson, who I've listened for so long, um, you know, the our Ernie Harwell, and the fact that uh, to hear him called, it was one of those moments, like, it not only, like, it, it was, like, stamped in time, so I was grateful to hear it live. But did you see it live, or 
How did you experience? Yeah, that? yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was yours truly who called everybody else into the room, and uh, you know Jack was there with me, but my daughter and my wife both came into the room, and uh, so we all got a chance to watch it together. You know, I've, of course, I had some stuff on the smoker, and I'd sit down and watch a game, and I was like, Miggy's up, and no doubter. As soon as it went off the bat, I don't know if you got the same feeling, Mac. It was no doubter to me. It was, nah. you know, you you knew that was it. Well, I talked to Dan Dickerson last week and asked him, and he said it had that, you know, that sound, and he thought it, but it wasn't like a for sure. And if you watch it, it just cleared into the bullpen. So um, whoever was going to cash in, uh, I guess uh, it got returned to him. But I'm going to ask that our generation obviously saw it. Did Eric, did you, or Brandon, did you, um, did you guys see it live, or did you? Was it something that was must see for you, or did you? Oh, hear absolutely, it? yeah, absolutely must see. So you watched I did. It? I saw it live. I saw it live. It was very. It, it's super cool, and it, it's the same thing as like Sean was saying. Like it was almost the keep keep an eye on the phone. Oh, Miggy's up next. Turn like if if I wasn't watching it, if I was watching something else, turn it on for Miggy. But in that case, I was watching it, and it, it's a, it's super cool to see. It's, a, it's something I'll remember forever. It's a stalwart. How about you, Double B? I didn't see it live, and I didn't know about it until the next day, if we're being completely honest here. Well, that's what we're doing here on the Enforcer <laughs> Show is accountability. As long right? as we're in the trust now, tree. Now, Sean, can we explain to the young uh, Blake here um, that since he is now an employee of a station, and, and I know he works uh, diligently on those phones with Mitch, and this is only the sports, but... Um, it just goes to show, I like him being honest because it, that shows, I remember when I was his age, when things like this were happening, either in the hockey world or whatever, I mean, I wouldn't miss it, you wouldn't miss it. Is it. Do you think it's a generational thing or because it's easy to pick it up on your phone in a highlight? It's a great question, you know, because Mac, That's... I had a lot of buddies that thought I was nuts for staying up and watching those late night Smythe division games. Like like honestly, I mean my buddies I'd come dragging my butt into school and they were like, Did you really stay up and watch that Vancouver LA game last night? And I'm like, Duh, didn't you? So, you know, I mean, I get it, especially, you know, things have been uh, very busy in young Blake's life. He's uh an engaged man now. Sometimes mm-hmm. things happen. I appreciate the fact that he shot straight. I'm going to echo what That's... you said because, you know, how many times you, oh, yeah, man, that was great. Blake, you could have lied and none of us would have known better. So good for you. And can man. I also defend myself in one other way? I'm I'm a Cubs fan. I'm not a Tigers fan. Okay. So oh, well, okay. it didn't, It doesn't, I now mean, you can, yeah, it's, well, it's you cool, but. Sean, <laughs> everything you had going for you just went leave. away. Everything. He was honest and said his honeydew list was not done on Sunday. True. And it was not allowed. Oh, and by the way, I'm a Cubs fan. So there you go. I was also working at my other job. So that oh, too. Oh, anything they, else? Oh, anything All right, else let me ask you something, though. Blake, Blake seriously, yes. regardless of your them. fandom. Yes. Regardless of your fandom, isn't that isn't that a moment you oh, want to see? Oh, as a it, yeah, fan? it's an incredible moment. Aside. Yes. Like he's okay. one of what? 28 players to ever do it that's now incredible it so See, i'm more excited for 3,000 now because the fact that he got the 500 first i think being eighth to 3,500 hopefully nationally he gets a bigger audience or maybe more props or something but to me that after that happens and hopefully in a perfect uh sporting world he does it in the last series at the end of the year at home or whatever like this but 
Um, again, you got to remember it's if he stays healthy. And he came out and talked about two more years. You know, I want to touch on that a little bit. We're going to uh, talk uh, some Lions stuff. I want to get into the uh, week zero. What is that? Yes. Can you please yes. explain? I'm Canadian. It's got a, it's just metric and, you know, kilometers and miles. Like, we're going right back to feet and meters and anything. But uh, thanks for joining us here on this Friday night. We're going to take a break. But uh, when we come back, we're going to answer because why we got Uncle Shawnee here and he's the smartest guy we know. Thanks for joining us here. Darren McCarty Show, AM760, WJR. Yeah, in my opinion, uh, when you can experience greatness and historic greatness as we have with Miguel Cabrera, one of the greatest hitters in Major League Baseball history and arguably one of the greatest Tigers before our eyes. But I mentioned it before the break, uh, two years left, Miggy says. He's got two years left. Obviously, let's break down the financials, follow the money, as I always say, $64 million owed on his contract. Makes sense for him to play out, but... Eric and I were talking um, in the break about how two years seems to be a perfect time where the organization with the kids are at. My my question to you, Sean, and to you, Eric, and, and Brandon, if you have an opinion, is should Miggy get to call his shot, right? If he says it's two years and the fact that let him ride into the sunset if he takes him at bats away, are you good with that because of the career he's had? And we can't have – I look at it like you want – you want to leave a Miguel Cabrera happy. You don't want anything that has happened with former players in the Lions organization or with what's going on with Calvin now. Um, does that make sense? Because Is it because it's a two-year and you can go with the two-year plan? Sean, is that, do you agree with that? I think after he gets his 3,000 hit. Okay. You know, that That's what that's when you wonder. I mean, I mean, honestly, you have to wonder. I mean, there are option years. There's uh, an eight million dollar buyout for 2024, which I, I mean, look, he said it. I think there's a reason why he picked two years. The chances of him being here in 2024 are slim and none. But um, Mac, you know what? A lot of it depends on where are the Tigers at. If if some of these young guys are are really picking up steam in all of that, you know, and and I think there are some. There are some optimistic signs, uh, I, I think, in this past year that maybe really weren't there in the last couple of years. I'm still hesitant. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say it that way. I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant about some things. But with that being said, do you keep a guy like that around if you're a young, scrappy ball club and you want to give some of these young guys as many at-bats as, as possible? Well, I'm not so sure about that. Well, I, we, here's the I, Right, if he gets his three thousand and and he he's not and he's DHing or he's in, in um, not playing every day or, or whatever and taking it away, but I think that can we all agree that like he deserves his money or and the Tigers go well we're gonna pay him let's do like an Albert Pujols where where when he walked away you know he compensated and it wasn't this well you owe us money back or anything like this where Miggy's has Miggy's blessing because the young guys the Torkelsons the Greens or whoever's coming up because the team's ready I think that he you know when it comes down to it like he deserves the money and if he goes 
that way and leaves the organization, I guess, in a better spot, right, by doing that? Does it make sense what I'm trying to ask, Sean? Like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, money-wise, if they give them the money and it's not a money issue, then they take them and they give that spot away to the guy if it helps the team get better quicker. Yeah, and, and you know what it comes down to, Mac, to me uh, is, is you know, it, will this guy play the next two years? I doubt it. I, I mean, period, end of story, I do. I doubt it. I, I have a feeling that the Tigers are going to end up releasing him and working out some kind of a thing. Um, you know, in fairness to Miggy, he really picked it up from June on. I mean, he had a, a, re, a, a darn good month of June, as a matter of fact. You know, if people uh, looked at the numbers and everything, but, boy, I – I can't see it for the next two years, especially with what he is now. I, I just can't see it. No, and and I guess the next is let's see where he is at 3,000 hits, if he can get to it at the end of this year. Do you think he gets there this year? No. Nah, me either. Um, I no. think he's going to probably be like five single digits off. But yep. uh, that'll motivate yep. him because, you know, Miggy's always uh, – we like a Miggy in uh, training camp. Him and Martin LaPointe are the best training camp uh, bodies in the league. So, best shape uh, of his life. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, I couldn't think of a better one before we move off this and start talking Lions, but we got to go. Uh, I got to get his opinion. I got to ask him. So it's that time uh, this Friday. We're going to go to Mr. Positive. Yes, Greg in Shelby. What do you have to say? Uh, you got something to say to Miguel Cabrera for 500 because he hit it Sunday, and uh, we haven't been on since Friday, bro. Warriors. Warriors. Everything matters, even if you don't win. You learn more from failure than just giving in. Hit me. Uh, D-Mac, Shawnee B, and the All-Star crew. Um, all I could do, I saw it live. I just could, I, I could not stop thinking about D-Mac. I said, well... I told him right center, and look what he oh, does. Oh, absolutely. He did. And, and did you see where 501 went the other night uh, in St. Louis? They tried yeah, to sneak that little yeah. soft cheese inside on him, and he put it in Big Mac land right down the yes. left field foul pole. Yes, sir. See, I, yes. I got to listen we to you more, right. I was I was just a day late and a dollar short, as they say. So my last question is, uh, uh, you watching the Lions? Uh, what do you, you – Give me some I'm positivity coming and out. Listening to you. Coming out. Positive. Give I've, me some positivity coming out as we get ready for uh, week zero. Which, Greg, can you explain that to me? Why they do a week zero in college football? I have no idea. Absolutely. I'm not a big fan of college football. Mm. Um, but real quick about Miggy, I want him to get everything he deserves. Appreciate what you're looking for. Keep him, uh, keep him in there as long as you can. He will teach the young guys growing up. He will still hit around 250. I think he should be on the roster until whenever he decides that he wants to quit, my, guy, uh, my friend. I love it. I love it. Good to talk to you. And, uh, Greg, you have a great weekend, buddy. And, uh, Dortch, uh, actually, are you you're going for producer of the week right now? Because you you got a nugget for me here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a little nugget for you. Uh, we were talking about everything Miguel Cabrera's done in his career, and you know, to be one of twenty-eight out of what you were saying, like twenty thousand people to ever play this game, it's a big deal. But for me, I found a, I saw this on the TV the other night. This is a little exclusive club that I, I is just phenomenal. The names and company he's in for this. It's guys that have won the tr or triple crown winners and hit five hundred home runs. And if you're a baseball fan, 
this is like the royalty row. You've got uh, Frank Robinson, Mickey Mantle, Jimmy Fox, and Ted Williams. Last guy to bat uh, 400 for a year. It's so he's it's the a fifth. Th- he's the fifth to be. See, that's, that... that's a pretty nice little uh, crew to be in. No, that's like uh, I don't know, Sean. How would you cor- uh, corroborate that? That that's like sneakily being the fifth. You have a bunch of cups, but you also have fifth most goals in the playoffs ever. But you Absolutely. know, you might have 200 or 300 goals in your career you know you yeah people know oh yeah that guy put the puck in but you more thought of a 20 or 30 goal score but you know you got a hundred and some goals would would that be a good correlation sean yeah i think so yeah yeah like you know uh play overtime goals or something like that you know like the like just that right. extra caveat man yeah that that little that little thing that's extra because that stat right there to me is like the 500 3000 and i know like when we're talking about less than a percentile of anybody ever to do it in any sport i mean in itself but then now we're talking about single digits let alone five Triple crown, 500 homers. Well, you look at the names of the people that are on there, too. Those are some top-tier hitters. Name those guys again. Uh, Frank Robbins. Okay, so that's that's 70s, 80s, right? Yep. Uh, Mickey Mantle. So 50s, 60s. 50s, 60s. Jimmy Fox. So back in the 50s. Yeah, somewhere in there. And then Ted Williams back in the 40s. Williams was 50s, 60s, wasn't he? No, he he batted 409 in the 40s. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, wow. Young whippersnapper. Because he didn't win the MVP that year. Miguel being the one guy uh, in the last, you know, 50 years to be able to do. When did Frank Robinson Oh, here you go. So, uh, yeah, Robinson won the triple crown in 66. Mantle won it in 56. Fox in 33. And then uh, Ted Williams did it twice, 42 and 47. So, Frank Robinson hit 66. 66 was the last time. Someone in this crew did it. Well, I think it just, we're looking for national perspective, and I think when you take a bigger, wider view of it, that's sort of what happens. And, uh, you know, kudos to Miguel Cabrera, what he's meant to this franchise. I think we can all agree. Um, you know, even even the Cubs fan who was doing his honeydew list who didn't really give a care about it. But, you know, that, that's what it's happens. It's an incredible stat, though. It's, oh, Obviously, it's incredible. Thanks Are you upset China. that there are no Cubs on there? Is that what's no? No, no, you're no, no. Your head I like was that? just you know giving you some stick tabs. It was an incredible stat. Eric. Speaking of Cubs, <laughs> we got Chris Bryant smashing them for the Giants. Schwarber smashing them for the Cincy. I watched Lester pitch the other. You know, uh, all these Cubs mm-hmm. all over the place, yep. right? How's your team doing? That's what I do. Who cares? Right? Exactly. (laughs) Um, So, Sean, we're going to get into this Lions. uh, Obviously, it's new territory being three exhibition games. The big question that I have, and maybe uh, if you want to call in, you have an answer for me, or if you know, I'm obviously going to get to uh, why is this week zero? Isn't that disrespectful to the teams that play? Um, And also, too, is it right? For Dan Campbell to sit a lot of the starters, being the Lions are at the bottom of the basement, wouldn't it be more uh, intuitive to get and not worry about getting hurt? Anyways, uh, the couple things that we're going to tackle when we come back here. Thanks for joining us. It's Friday night, the Darren McCarty Show, AM 760, WJR. 
Before we get into that question, um, I have to bring up, because I ha- I say this with the utmost pride, um, Sean, you know how that every Lions game they do the hometown hero? Well, um, yes. tonight's game with honored uh, Nick Antonucci, so anybody who knows who Nick Antonucci is, uh, Grind Time with Darren McCarty, um, the Grind Time family, and Team Valhalla, which is our joint, uh, he's my... Uh, right hand man, and uh, he's has a, uh, some service medals. If you look, uh, being an MP, but um, serving over in Afghanistan, he was one of the guys that was actually in uh, the service uh, for 9 11. So his story is great, but uh, I owe him a ton. What I tell everybody is that what we've realized uh, a lot is that athletes and military, especially. Uh, when they're finished, they go through a lot of the same issues, and through our friendship, it developed into, you know, helping, and I couldn't do anything. If you see me out and about doing all the stuff I do, it's because, like I said, he says it's uh, working with me is like herding cats, and if you ever tried herding cats, it's impossible, so <laughs> he does a heck of a job, but it's always nice for uh uh, any people around me that you know, you only see me doing all my stuff, and there's so so there's a bunch of people uh, on my team that if you if you know me, and he's one of them, and I thought it was great that he was getting honored tonight. So uh, that's how great I guy off in the lines. Yeah, he's he's phenomenal, and and like I tell everybody, what it's uh, brought to me is we is the mill spec, which is how everything's sort of done. That everybody realizes that there's a certain way to do it and what we expect and it's like with respect and we always say hey you know what we're all messed up just understand there's somebody out there that's messed up like you also so you're not alone and um speaking about not alone do you agree with i and i usually do uh with not playing uh, players, but in the preseason. But do you think Dan Campbell made the right decision? And I'm not going to second guess him, but um, if the starters, because of, and I only say this because the first two games, it looks like we need a little bit of help, a little bit of work. Obviously, Jared Goff. Do you think, Sean, that resting the starters was a good good decision? Yep, I do, okay. Mac. This this team doesn't have a lot of depth, and and I think he knows it. Um, again, I, I'm a firm believer that, that they aren't saying what they're doing. They're just doing it. And what they're doing is they are playing the long game, that they're looking at two years from now. And a lot of the moves that they've made have suggested that, including getting you know future capital in the draft. So I, why risk anything at this point in time? It really is amazing to me in the last few years Mac, I think people used to give you lip service about these exhibition games, and these guys aren't messing around anymore. I mean, it's a joke to these guys. It is. And, again, I'm going to repeat the same thing that I said a few weeks ago. It's not a joke to those five to ten guys that are fighting for a job, okay? It's a joke overall. Nobody cares about nobody cares about the results. Uh, most franchises have 40 to 45 of their spots already predetermined so at this point in time mac i i don't have any kind of problem with it whatsoever you know what it is sean and i think what you look for is because it's the intangible stuff the effort you know the big big thing i took off the last week's game was the block uh or the onside kick which you don't really see recovered a lot of time but the no quit effort and even uh um 
even doing something uh, with Joint Bell, and you're you're uh, familiar with the ball and with Bell, where you have him break down and show that Tavai, Najee Harris beating those guys out when he buckled uh, Akuda in the back uh, from 10 yards away, that it really wasn't his angle. You know, and, and and sometimes when you see the effort, because, you know, the one thing you say about Tavai, but the effort that he gave and made the tackle back downfield. So I think that that's what you're looking for, because what are we here in Detroit? You got to give us that hard effort. And sometimes talent doesn't have to be there. But if uh, you show you're smart and you show that to your willingness and your team player, then you're for us. So hopefully... Um, you know, as you know, uh, Tim Boyle just uh, went back in the dressing room. Um, so David Blau's in, but you, I was going to say, uh, you just hope everybody gets out of here this exhibition game healthy and move forward to. Is there anything specific you're looking for? Now, you know what? I, I, I think I'd like to see them err on the side of caution with DeAndre Swift as much as possible because I think he's going to be a big part of this team, not just this year, Mac. But but for years to come, he's going to be part of that nucleus that, you know, in a couple of years we're going to be sitting back going, boy, they've done a good job. Look at what they've accumulated with those draft picks from, you know, the Stafford deal or whatever deal. And and I think he, he's going to be a centerpiece. So I, I would definitely err on the side of caution uh, right now with that. Other than that, you know, I, I mean, honestly, Mac, it's, it's really – I'm just not expecting much from this year, and it's okay. It's okay. You know, normally I'd – you know, I'd, I'd be all ticked off, and I can't believe they're doing this to me again. You know, you know, run the gamut of, of everything that has been said, but I firmly believe that they're doing this the right way, and, and we'll, we'll wait and see what happens two years from now. No, I, I agree, and I think that for them it's a two two year plan, obviously, you know, so... Uh, yeah, the, like what we always want is a fair effort, and you know that they're all going to give it. So everybody who represents and moves it on. Um, one of the other things I brought up, which uh, oh man, look at this crack employee doing his due diligence. I've been asking everybody why do they call it Week Zero, which is coming up tomorrow. <laughs> you have uh, Illinois, Nebraska, I believe, um, playing. Um, so do we think that we don't think that highly in Nebraska and Illinois that we say that don't even have a week to play in B or what's who? up? What give teams me... are we talking about? Who? Never heard of them. Yeah. What? <laughs> give me give me the skinny why it's week zero. So, so there's two different reasons why a team can play in week zero. Either the NCAA grants them a special waiver for like a highly publicized game. So that's typical for this list of week zero games. And the other reason is if you play a game at Hawaii, you're allowed to play an extra game because to you're allowed to play an extra home game, I should say, to like compensate for the cost of travel. So they'll allow teams to play week zero. So you'll see like Hawaii's on this list of like week zero games that have been Always. played all the time. Always. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the two big reasons, but most of the time it's and, for a waiver. And, let me let me just add, yeah, there there can be a waiver. Um, you know, Mac, you and I grew up in an era where there was always big games. You know, whether it was called the Pigskin Classic, the Kickoff Classic. You know, for many years they played a game at the Meadowlands, and uh, there were some fantastic games. I, you know, Blake, I know you're you're cut from the same cloth I am. I love the NFL. I love college football more. I I do. I have no problem saying it. I just love college football and. One of the coolest things that ever happened in this business to me was 
being named a Heisman voter. I mean, that was just like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? How that so. Wait, wait, yeah, wait, I'm trying. I'm wait, still wait, trying to figure it out. What are you gonna glaze donut that one? Are you just gonna uh, go over it? No, Excuse me, my um, friend Sean the Heisman voter. But how long have you been a Heisman voter? Two thousand nine. And how did it come about? So basically, um, the country. What? What? The, the, <laughs> the country is set up in regions. There's like six different regions, and and the head of our region. Is a dear friend of mine, Mac. You you might know him, uh, Jack Ebling, up in up in Lansing, and he he called me and said, "Hey, listen, we have an opening. You want to be a Heisman voter?" And I was like, "Are are you being serious, man?" He was like, "Dude, you've called games. You know, you you've been to, you know, um, not only in the broadcast booth but covered games, and you know, you know your stuff. Do you want to be a Heisman voter?" Um, I couldn't believe he had to ask twice, but I didn't believe it, to be honest with you, because that was one of those days on the sports calendar for me, Mac, that like when I was a little kid, I'm not joking, that Saturday in December was get the bowl of popcorn, sit in front of the TV, watch the Heisman, Heisman presentation, and then turn on Hockey Night in Canada. It was just that perfect night where one beget to the other. You know what I mean? So. Um, to, to be a part of that was awesome. And, and you know, I, I say that again just to um, hammer home. I, I love college football. I, I, I wish he'd come back with the Pigskin Classic, to be honest with you. You know that one, you can't miss this game. I, the first one that I remember, the, the very first year, was like it was uh, Penn State, uh, gosh, Penn State and Oklahoma, I think, or Penn State and Nebraska. And it's just like, I mean, you had yeah, two Nebraska. brands going at it week one, and it was like, are you kidding me? Week one or week beautiful. zero? Week one or week zero? Week zero yeah, week, week right? zero, See, sorry. That's why you explained yeah. it to me is why I've never – it's because there's no big game that's covered by – and the undertone is week zero. I've never heard of it before as week zero. It's because all the, I guess, not SEC or – Big Big Ten the teams are playing, teams, yeah, yeah. So, but it's awesome. A couple of years ago, do you remember? A couple of years ago, it was Florida and Miami. That was that was the big game, and I remember it was it was awesome. It was you know middle of the afternoon. It was like, are you kidding me? I, you know, because around here, I get it. We're wrapped up in what state doing, what's Michigan doing, and everything. But you know, you're a college football fan. You don't want to miss a game like that. No, that's exciting. Well, that makes it even more exciting for this next segment, guys. When we come back, you know what it is. It's a Friday. What's on the grill? What's in the microwave? But, uh, wow, I, I think it's going to be extra special because i got to ask Sean about his uh, viewing pleasure tomorrow. Uh, we'll get to that. Thanks for joining us here. Darren McCarty Show, AM760, WJR. Thanks for joining us here on this Friday, August 27th. As we get into the last segment before I forget, uh, congratulations, uh, Taylor North, Little League World Series. They play tomorrow on the Alpha Beta Charlie Network, 3.30 p.m. Hopefully those uh, Little Leaguers are playing against Hawaii again. They lost 2-0 uh, last game. But uh, the good thing, Sean, is uh, their top pitcher for Hawaii is ineligible to, ineligible to pitch. So hopefully the boys, who can, they can put numbers on the board. They got some big pops in their lineup. They can uh, get the bats going tomorrow. And, and how exciting um, oh. that must be. I always say to everybody, one of the, one of the most unique accomplishments that I think 
is because I was such a um, huge baseball fan, but growing up is Chris Drury, who's now the uh, president GM of the New York Rangers, won a Little League World Series when he was a kid and then won a Stanley Cup with the Colorado Av- Avalanche. So um, uh, it, I'm, I got four, so I guess I can't be jealous, but that's a pretty good accomplishment. <laughs> but you want that little like league, that. you want that little league, little league title, don't you? You really do. I can tell. I got a couple. I got two All Ontarios and Tyke, so I, I'm good with that. Um, before we move off, uh, we were talking about Week uh, Zero in college football. The Michigan Wolverines rankings came out and ranked a paltry, dismal 38th and MSU 64. But my question to all. We'll go through this quick, but my question, I have the win totals here. Uh, Michigan at 7.5 and and Michigan State at 4.5. What say you, Sean, Uh, over-unders on both of those? Over for State, but barely, and I'm going to say barely under for Michigan. Uh, I I think 5 or 6 for State and 7 for Michigan. Okay. I'm going five for state, six for Michigan, um, but hopefully, I, and, and hoping that that's almost successful for state. But hoping I'm wrong with Michigan and they're more successful than that. What about you, Eric? Uh, I I agree with both of you guys. Five for state, probably six or seven for Michigan. I'm saying over for Michigan, but they're going to get eight, and I think over for MSU they'll get six. I think they'll get a bowl game. You're such a homer. Look, I'm a Michigan fan, and even I had to turn it down a little bit here, man. Come on. I, I said eight. That's not crazy. I, I think that seven and, this, seven and a half, is, it seems perfect. Seven but, seems like they're But I, I, yeah, I, think, I think seven's a little bit better. I don't know that they're going to be all that this year. No, not at all. But, what, Sean, so we mentioned week zero, college football. It's your favorite being the <clears throat> Heisman Trophy voter and all that. I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to introduce it. I got four, four-time Stanley Cup champion and Heisman voter. Heisman voter. Um, you got to change the intro now. What's, what's, a day, what's it looking like tomorrow, Sean? I'm going to go, what's on the grill and how does the day play out? Because I, I'm going to speculate there might be a couple options. It is. I'm not joking. This is one of um, the holiest days in my house. I'm very serious because the cider mill, our glorious cider mill, opens tomorrow as well in in Northville. So before the game comes on at 1, there'll be the obligatory trip to the cider mill. And then uh, everybody will come back home. And it'll probably just be my son and I. But um, we're going to be watching Nebraska and Illinois. And then after that, uh, we're going to switch between the uh, the Little League game and, and Hawaii and UCLA. And uh, I have a pulled pork going on. That That's going to be like a two-day pulled pork. And I've got quite a few slabs of baby backs because this also doubles as my son's last weekend here. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're going to be busy the next couple of days. I love it. Sean, I have to ask you a question because we've had this conversation many times during Lions Sundays together. Do you ever go to another cider mill, or is it just the one? You know what? Last week there was one that opened up like 10 minutes further from where I live, okay. and because it was open, I went. But once once the home opens, no. That's that's the one that I go to, and I'm telling you guys, Parmiter Cider is the best. It's just the best. That's yeah. the way it is. And, I, I do. I went there uh, growing so, up. Yeah, it's a special place in our hearts. 
So what time does the game is the game on all college football tomorrow? Or you, is one o'clock? Speed? One o'clock is Nebraska and Illinois. You know, I'm I'm going to be intrigued at, at at Brett Bielema heading back to the Big Ten. I really am. You know, it's uh, he did a heck of a job at Wisconsin. Gosh, does he have his work cut out for him at Illinois? They have just been a disaster for so long. But I'm intrigued. I'm really intrigued. I, Who do you I, like tomorrow? I'm going to take Illinois in an upset. I agree. I, I, I like the, the frost. The it isn't yeah. happening. It's just not happening. It's it's you know people dog on Harbaugh, rightfully so. But there's a big difference between what Harbaugh has been able to accomplish. Frost hasn't done squat. But I'm I'm going to take Illinois at home in an upset. Mm-hmm. I like that. I'll think, take the seven and a half, Blake. Absolutely, all day long. Is that what you like, B? Yeah, I agree. I, I was thinking sprinkling low on the money line. Well, you know about two hundred. You know about the bets I have going this <laughs> yeah. week. It's I, I have some serious games to watch to uh, to make a little bit. of I sent Exciting. you the video. See, this is proof he doesn't look at my texts when I send them. I sent everybody the video. Yeah, I, I picked oh, a, yeah, I picked right. a couple yeah, picked a couple you're games. Bet a dollar to win twenty. Bet a dollar to win twenty one thousand dollars. <laughs> is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. something like. It, but they're all they're all long shot games. Yeah, they're all. Hey, the minute long I looked at it, I didn't look at it. That's exactly. It's got some. Lack of a better term, um, hyena picks. Oh, absolutely. Um, anyway, so you're here all weekend. Yep. Uh, what do you got in the microwave? Uh, <laughs> my usual goodies of uh, to- uh, what is it? Totino's pizza rolls. Got some uh, mac and cheese. Got all sorts of great stuff. I'm gonna. Uh, Aaron bought this big thing of chicken from Trader Joe's, so I'm gonna grill that up tomorrow and bring some of that for the weekend. But tonight it's just. Uh, you know, m- microwavable mac and cheese and pizza rolls. Well, there you go. Some of us would be uh, jealous at stuff like that. Um, Sean, the, one of the questions that, uh, you know, going forth is is this thinking about it is even though, and, and we've talked about it cause before as far as the culture, as far as the Red Wings obviously going up north, we're getting into prospects camp soon. I know the guys are all skating at the Joe practicing. There's a... There's a Twitter out there, Zadina working on sniping. Which did you? I don't know if you saw the picture or not, but they had the yep. nets. You know how they turn the nets on backwards, yep. and that's yep. old school. You remember doing that when you were a kid? You know, Heck and why, yeah! And people, if you saw it, they, it's it's somebody was feeding him passes where he would be in the slot moving around, but having an empty net with no goalie. But you take the other net and you turn it backwards, and you only keep pieces of the goal where the goaltender isn't, and it forces you to hit spots instead of seeing the goaltender. So I just like to see things like that. You, you know, you, we hear about Lions players um, and the young guys uh, in training camp doing the jugs balls and out there for extra practice and doing everything that they need to do to sort of get noticed. And, um, you know, what is the obviously staying healthy and stuff like that, but is there somebody? is there somebody you're keeping an eye on like somebody that you think can make an impact. Like I'm going to lead it off, right? I'm interested today in the second half, like last week, to see Derek Barnes and see how he progresses because it seems like his instinct and stuff like that. So if I was going to put a star on somebody that I'm looking that that could be my next jersey purchase would be Barnes. And you got anybody on the lines that is sort of uh, you know what, Mac? I hate to be boring. You stole my thunder, and and part of it is and our mutual thunder. friend Scott Bischoff has been so high on him. Like, he, you know, he was one of those guys, you know, as somebody who watches a lot of college football, obviously I knew who he was, but I'm telling you, when the Lions drafted him, our boy Bischoff was like, "Uh, this guy, 
you're going to love him. I'm telling you, this city's going to love him. And he spoke so highly of him, and especially at that point in time in the draft, uh, that's a value pick. If this kid's half of what people say he is, that's a value pick. So I'm excited. I'm really excited. Phenomenal segue into next week's show. Can we get Mr. Scott Bischoff on next week's program? Because I would like to talk to him um, because, you know, I bring it up all the time when we go to guys like Lynn Henning for baseball and Michael Hare for sports. Scott Bischoff, even though he's a little bit younger, is still one of these guys that has an eye for different things of how I like to watch games or cheer for players and cheer for them. The why, if you know anything, it's not the don't tell me what, tell me who. And it's not the I don't need to know the right or wrong. I just need to know the why. So. Everybody out there listening, uh, I'm on my way down to Bumps in the Night, Erie, Michigan, Burgers and Brew. Going to go watch some consenting adults smash each other with chairs over the head (laughs) because that's what I enjoy doing. For Sean Belizean, Eric Dorch, and the newly employed Brandon Blake and his Chevy Cruze. We'll see you next week at Darren McCarty's show. Have a good weekend, boys.